2: Two minutes and change after the hour as we kick off our number two of three here on a Thursday afternoon along with Maddie Ice on the other side of the glass. Hi, and merely the rooster. Chris Russell and you are you on the Ace Law listener lines at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980, and a wreck Ace Law. I hope you get a check. Call them after you call us at 8888-Ace Law. I went to the kitchen to get some more ice. Maddie Ice. You know what I saw?
3: I saw a slow cooker in there earlier that looked Uh like it was uh, making a little bit of barbecue. Uh
2: What you would see now if you walked in there is a completely different kitchen area, completely remodeled and shoved aside, and lots of good-smelling food. Our sales staff... I, I assume it's a friendsgiving thing, or what do they call? What do the kids call that this day, these days? Friendsgiving? Yeah, friendsgiving, I think friendsgiving. I assume probably because you know next week being the holiday, they might not be here. I don't know Or everybody. You know, people might be on vacation, whatever. So they're all in the office today, and they've got food all over the place. Now, so far, I've been there twice. Nobody's offered us a thing, but then again, I don't offer them usually. When we bring in food, i.e., yesterday or whatever. So I'm not expecting anything, but I'm just going to, th- I think I'm just going to keep going over there so that hopefully they feel bad and they offer us a plate. And then I can grab you a plate because I know you can't leave. Sounds good. What do you think about that plan? I like it. All right. That's a good plan. Okay. Let's work on that. Um, you know, we're not a political show, but I've seen some video of protests on the Bay Bridge uh, out in San Francisco. I, listen, I ain't getting into all of this. Please, I like whatever happened on the National Mall Thursday. Tuesday was more than enough. Hopefully, none, none of that comes anywhere near here anymore. Um. So keep that in mind, Matt. Did you get the audio that I sent you from Ed Cooley, Georgetown coach? I want to get to. Please don't let me forget to that. Uh, for for Ted to that. What did I say in English? Please don't let me forget to get to that, is what he wanted to say after 28 years in broadcasting. This is real. Okay. Well, hello, Ed. (laughs) Hi, Ed. Um, From last night, after a Georgetown loss at Rutgers. We'll get to that. We'll get to Deshaun Watson. We'll get to everything uh, on our plate. Thursday night football as well. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, as well, as we head into Thursday Night Football, Ravens and the Bengals. But first, we continue on the phone lines with your... Is the juice worth the squeeze when the Commanders are throwing 69% of the time and yet not even averaging what the league is averaging where the league is down in terms of scoring? And trust me, I have all the numbers. And I have more numbers than you know what to do with and then you can uh, you know, possibly handle. Trust me. Between standing... And his sources and my own things I'm telling you the juice ain't worth the squeeze let's go to our buddy jr's been a while since we've heard from junior what's up junior How are you what's going on Chris how are you my junior friend? how you been It's been a while since good. we heard All your right, your 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 beautiful dulcet tones <laughs> well uh I, I still listen every day but
4: I try to give you as much of a break as I can, but sometimes I, when I have to I hear some of the garbage you put
2: out there, <laughs> I gotta call in. <laughs> <laughs> that might get you actually into a promo there, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the the my guess is that has any
4: when he put out this article and you started talking about did anybody take in the context of what he wants to do with, with the running game as far as uh short passes to extend extension uh, as far as extension of the running game that he believes that that's the way the future of the n f l is going sure. that he kind of put it in now, my guess is that. What is that? Maybe eight to ten percent of the dropbacks that they're doing is Mm -hmm. within three yards of the line of scrimmage, and he considers that running plays. Right? Uh, Did you guys take that in? Uh,
2: We've we not Uh, in this particular. Hang on, not in this particular uh, article, but overall, absolutely, that is a emerging, if not an emerging, it's already emerged philosophy. And Eric Bieniemy does throw a lot of passes around the line of scrimmage. They did it in Kansas City. They did it here. You're absolutely correct. However. One thing that I would say, okay, and this is not Chris Russell cooking this up. This is Mark Schloreth, a Super Bowl winning champion, analyst, guard, what have you, okay? You take for what it's worth. He said last week on the station, okay, that the notion that an extension to the run game, being the short passing game, is the same as a physical, effective downhill pound on you for 60 minutes run game is absurd, is nonsense. It's I, not the same.
4: I'm not disagreeing one way or another. I don't agree or disagree with that statement. I I, I can see both sides of that coin, but my guess is that Eric Danamy who was a running back in the NFL, correct? Am yes. Oh, yeah, and, and a long-time okay, so, running
2: back coach. Yes, so, absolutely.
4: So he he sees a pattern that he wants to do with this particular team. Maybe if this was a team that had a offensive line that could block anybody for any length of time, it may change. If he had a tight end who could block somebody for any length of time, it, the numbers probably would be different. I'm not saying they'd be wildly different, but they'd probably be different. So my guess is, is you start cooking, throwing all this stuff into that pot, and you get this number, that this number is not going to be some wild number 10 years from now. People are going to look back at this as the beginning of a normal type of offense in the NFL. And whether we agree with it or not, which I do not – I'd like to see them run the ball a few more times a game, physical running, but if he's the running back, this offensive coordinator who we brought in, who and you can say that them scoring three points more a game isn't all – it about just the offense, it's about field position. All My guess is the defense that was better last year had much more to do with the offense than this defense does giving any kind of advantage whatsoever. So that would be my guess. Another thing is that offensive line who cannot, that cannot block, He, my guess is all of that contributes to what he's doing. And when you look at the trend of this offense, where it's going, four out of the last five weeks, most of us would say, yeah, it's going in the right direction. Whether we agree with it or not, they're playing better, they're playing more consistently. And when they do run the ball compared to what they did the first five or six weeks, It looks a lot different than they did that first five or six weeks. So my guess is that it's starting to come together the way he envisioned it is, whether we like it or not. My guess is it's going to continue that way as long as he's an offensive coordinator.
2: Uh, I don't disagree with you. But that's why we're talking about this, because we're trying to hash it out, right? We're not trying to say that the offense isn't moving in the right direction, Junior. What we're trying to say is is the the G—
4: Go ahead. But your premise is that, is it worth the squeezing? No. Over the last three weeks, would you say the offense is running much better than it was Absolutely,
2: because no. it was okay, running so
4: terribly. It trending in the right direction. Yes. So yes. instead of doing this after five or six weeks with the new offense coordinator and Ben Standing and you and whoever else wants to throw in their numbers, instead of giving everybody partial you know, philosophies of what he wants to do, which he sees it as an extension of the running game, whether we do or not. That's not the point. It's what he sees, and if their offense is moving in the right direction, with they're scoring more, they're moving the ball better, the sacks are coming down because of the run, the, he has adjusted the passing game. So let's let's see where this goes for an entire okay. year, like we want to do with the quarterback. Okay. This is a first time offensive coordinator, so I what, I'd like to see where it goes and whether it's I'd like to see the running game more prevalent, pro, uh, uh, pre, more more prevalent. Uh, uh, Prevalent, that's the word I'm looking for in the game. I'm here to help that's you out, Junior. NFL is. Yeah, I
2: appreciate that, Chris. Yeah. All right, th- th- thanks for, thanks right, for calling in and hammering me, Junior. I appreciate you. <laughs>
4: All right, I love you,
2: brother. <laughs> love Have a you, too. Happy day. Thanksgiving. If we don't... I love him, too, and right. I, I miss you
5: guys.
4: Thank All right? you, I
2: appreciate it. And uh, happy Thanksgiving right. to you and your family. Appreciate it. I like Junior. Even though he hammered me and verbally assaulted me, it's okay. I'm looking at Sam Howell's next-gen stats Passing chart from last week. Okay, I don't have all the numbers in front of me. I, I I can't spend hours a day in the in the in the nerd lab. I I just can't. Okay, some people can. I can't. I have other things to do. But just for instance, using the Seattle game. Okay, in terms of passes that were beyond ten yards, plus ten yards of the line of scrimmage, meaning passes that were thrown beyond. Ten yards of the line of scrimmage. according to next-gen stats and their chart, Sam Howell had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven passes thrown north 10 yards or more, I'm sorry, plus above 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, basically is what I'm trying to say. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He missed. He missed on five of those seven or incomplete. Five of those seven. One was a touchdown, the Antonio Gibson one. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two were touchdowns one to Diami and one to Antonio Gibson. And he had five incompletes and one other completion. So three completions, five incompletes, two for touchdowns. Ten yards or more beyond the line of scrimmage. So everything else came ten yards and less, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, listen, they major in that short passing game. What everybody talks about, the extension. But I didn't need Mark Slareth to tell me that a running game has a way different effect than the short passing game. You can look at whatever you want. If you're just purely talking about how to move the football, yes, the short passing game acts as an extension of the running game. But here's what the number nerds will never, ever, 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 ever be able to tell you. Again, what tangible impact, what ancillary effect. A a running game has on everything. It wears out a defense. It helps your offensive line. It helps your quarterback. It makes you less predictable. It makes you multidimensional. It slows down a pass rush. You wear down an opponent over the course of a 60-minute game so that hopefully in the early to mid-fourth quarter, When you're doing your thing and you're somewhat balanced and you're somewhat multidimensional, not only are they worn out from you banging on them and you getting to the second level and you beating up on them, especially as the year goes along, but also think about it, it could make you better in the passing game. Because if they're beat up and they're tired and their body's hurting, are they going to be able to run as fast? Are they going to be able to fly around as quickly? Are they going to want to throw their body around to make contact in tight window spot? Of course not. Of course not. All right, let's get to Mitch in Jersey. What's up, Mitch? How are you?
6: How's it going, Chris? What's going on, Mitch? It's
2: taking a call. Cool. Yep.
6: Well, sounds from what you're saying that Sam is a um, is quarterback. And oh we have three, uh, yeah, there's no, backs, there's no, there's right? no
2: doubt, there's no doubt in my mind that he's the quarterback, absolutely.
6: And we have three pretty good quarterbacks. The, uh, I mean, running back, excuse me. Yeah. We have three good running backs. You rest that defense by taking advantage of. It. Yeah. I know they don't want to pay running backs good money. But it doesn't mean you don't have to use it. You mm-hmm. have a skill uh, running back, which I guess they're gonna leave in four years. I guess that's uh that goes with the territory. Right. Now. Right.
2: Like, like, for instance, Antonio Gibson. I, you know, I can't say he won't be coming back, but there's a better than, I would say, a better than sixty percent chance, maybe even seventy percent chance that he's not back here next year because he's a
6: free agent. But you yeah, you but you'll have R and Robinson and yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that ten,
2: And they'll draft somebody else.
6: Oh, in the later on, and this just shows you, I wish. I hope my boy, Caleb, and I like Drake, too. I hope he doesn't want to with any of the New York teams. Stop with his tank at the rivet, one ping-pong ball, and you spin him around. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. That would help us. Not that we need a quarterback, but I don't know. Say they went to that system and, and the command has got the first pick. Because I think the Giants are tanking. I mean, that the not put him Mac. Yeah,
2: I mean, don't yeah, don't worry about the first pick. They they're not going to get the first pick. It's either going it, to it it's either going to be Chicago, which suckered the Carolina Panthers, or right, I mean, it, I mean, it could you know or, or right Arizona or or uh, um, I guess uh, let me see Houston. Uh, that right. Houston's they're got cool. multiple first round picks, but or it could be the Giants. Yeah, I mean, could be the
6: Giants. Sure. Yeah, no but doubt. if they did if they did away with that the system and, and the records, if you yeah. don't make the playoffs. You, you know, you get one I mean, the commanders the beating yeah. the
2: Giants this week actually could help help the Giants get better in the future. Uh, of course, by dropping to what what would they be two and nine, right? Uh, so it two could help. Nine, yeah. You know, could help that situation out. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it. Uh, gotta let you run. We are up against it. More of your calls coming up. Two eighteen, team nine eighty on a Thursday afternoon. Good to have you with us. We're gonna get into some other things as we go along in the show. I want to get into a little Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. I got to get to that. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and more all coming up. Stay with us right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: I just saw something that Kurt Warner, the Hall of Famer, and NFL Network Analyst put out on Twitter, at Kurt13Warner. Remember earlier in the week we opened up the show, I think it was Tuesday, with Doc, about the Bills firing Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, after the Monday night loss, and so on and so forth? And we gave you all the numbers, and we said, wow, they're seventh here, eighth here. And again, numbers provide context. They don't provide all the answers, all the solutions. But Warner tweeted out, I was told a couple of times this week that I was a quote-unquote lazy analyst uh, on a couple of any tag at Buffalo Bills takes I had. So I went back and looked at the previous four games of Bills O, offense, to see if I thought the first time was verified, or what I thought the first time was verified. I don't believe their O, offense, was broke. Lots out there for the taking by play, call, and design. They just weren't executing as well as they did earlier in in league. I assume in, in the year. If this is solely based off of on-field results, I disagree with the firing of Ken Dorsey. And as usual, we don't know the whole picture. We don't know if there was a communication issue or what have you or something behind the scenes right. We don't know. But again... The Bills were nuts. They made a change for change's sake that made not a lot of sense. You know, the commanders, whatever you want to say about them, and I, I, I again, I disagree with the philosophy of being so heavy. They made some changes, maybe some cosmetic changes, bulked up the interior on the offensive line, and kept force-feeding Sam Howell 50 times a game, drop back, drop back, damn the results. And and now they're seeing the fruits of their labor. The Bills just said, oh, we need to fire somebody because we had a horrible-ass loss on Monday Night Football because we had an illegal substitution that cost us a win. And because Steph Diggs is wearing diapers. And he's not happy. 301 on the Ace Law Listener Lines. Let's get to Telly in D.C. What up, Tell? How are you? Hustle, can
5: you
2: hear me? Yeah, I got you, Telly, but there's a lot of noise behind you. So I don't know if you can roll up the window or something. Yeah, I think that's a little bit better. Yep, yep. We got you now better.
5: Okay, yeah, I had to I uh bring the bring the uh, bat bat uh mobile out oh. All
2: right. The Batmobile, huh? Oh. Batman anyway. So ho- hopefully,
5: hopefully you won't you won't hang up on me today. Mm. You like what I said, you're still wrong about the coaches, though. Coaches pick the players and, and decide all of that.
2: You're I never I that. never hang up on you, Telly. <laughs> Look,
5: man, I gotta say this, dog. Um, for one, nah, um, everything was going on with this offense. I, I, I don't, I don't think it was worth squeezing the juice. If you're gonna say I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, gonna just do it my way, regardless of the weapons that we have and what we could do in the league. I don't never buy into. It's like I don't buy into what. Society wants you to be or what i they perceive you to be i don't buy into what the league is trying to go to. Football is football, and if you look at all the dominant teams and the the teams that uh been uh consistently they play football it ain't about it ain't about being balanced it's about keeping the defense off balance unbalanced. So you do whatever you, you have to do to win the game and that means give it to your playmakers like a B Rob or, or 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 Gibson, whatever playmakers you had. And if it's working, you keep going to the well until that well runs dry. And then, you su- then you surprise them and go on the top, man. It's football. Hell to the risk, kids. Brother, you
2: be easy. All right. Thank you, Telly. I-, I promised I wasn't going to hang up on you. That was a quick out. 301 230 980 Let's get to Dave in Annapolis right here before the bottom of the hour. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for the call. Hey, I wanted
7: to ask, remember at the end of last season, uh, Ron was spewing that we were going to be like a run-centric team. And then they, you know, went out and hired, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Eric Viamini. And that that hasn't, you know, been the case with Eric. Right. So uh, I wanted to get, has anybody asked him about that? And has anybody asked, you know, basically they were going to run the ball to keep their defense fresh right they and basically
2: said in I the season-ending press conference it was going to be like you know what they want to do is run the ball two to one or which is basically what they did in that Dallas game and that got a lot of criticism and a lot of um uh, generated a lot of uh, I guess controversy right it, it, that's what you're referring to correct correct yeah
7: and what what I'm saying I'm I'm happy with the way the offenses have performed the past mm-hmm. couple weeks, mm-hmm. but I also think that because we are pass happy, and when it's successful, we're off the field pretty fast. Yeah, and that that makes our defense back on the field, which is not a strength of our team right, right. now, which we all thought it was going to be.
5: Right. So
7: I was just just wondering if anybody's brought that up to him that he, you know that he's put himself in his own predicament.
2: I I don't remember if anybody's done it recently but I feel like at some point earlier in the year when things were going really bad i.e. Buffalo or whatever that that question was asked but I would have to double check that so let me start with that um to your point um okay overall of you know like uh being a pass happy team leading to the defense being on the field more They are averaging 30 minutes and 33 seconds worth of time of possession, which is just barely more than half the game, as everybody kind of knows. So I don't think that's been the issue. But to your point, I'll tell you where you're absolutely um, right on, Dave. Uh, You're still with me, right? Still here. Okay. Where you're right on is when they come out in the fourth quarter in Foxborough – And they can't get a first down because they're pass, 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 and it's short, short, short. Nobody gets out of bounds, or or maybe one time they get out of bounds or what have you. They're burning, and they don't get a first down. They're burning 30 seconds of game clock, whatever it might be. 35 seconds, 40 seconds of game clock. Now, theoretically, you're getting more than that in terms of actual time, okay, because of television timeouts maybe, changes in possession, what have you. But to your point, you're asking the defense in certain spots, in certain games, and maybe even in the fourth quarter, to be more spry, more fresh, and to rally and to save the day when... Because your offense is not necessarily operating at the efficiency level that you needed to operate with to wear down the other opponent to score, to give your defense a break. Now, that did not happen on Sunday in Seattle, but it sure as hell did happen last Sunday in Foxborough, And they got away with it because Mac Jones and the Patriots is such a brutal offense. But against an offense that was operating at a high level of efficiency on Sunday in Seattle... Even though it wasn't the same, their, the commander's offense was productive, and they were going punch for punch for the most part. They still couldn't make the stop. So, again, I, I say that to say, look, overall, I don't think they're being asked to, to, to be on the field at egregious amount. The numbers tell us that. My eyes tell me that. But sometimes games take on a different life, a different shape. And sometimes when you go three and out, three and out, three and out, like they did in the fourth quarter in Foxborough – they would have lost that game. They would have buckled if Mac Jones was any good, if the Patriots were any good. And we'd be talking about a completely different situation here. But because that did not happen, people don't forget about that. And again, people say, well, wait a second, You, you, you know, if you, if you run the ball two out of three times and you go three and out, that's a wasted possession. Yeah, here's the thing. It burns clock. It burns clock that incompletes don't burn. It, it, it And it doesn't necessarily give you more more body clock time, but it burns more game clock because the game clock keeps running when you're running the ball as opposed to being inefficient with the passing game, either an incomplete, a drop, which we've seen in some big spots. So I think it's a really good point, and I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, Dave. Good to hear from you. We'll get to Paulie. We'll get to you uh, on the other side, 301 0980 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. But first, here is a trending alert. All right, Thursday night football, as we mentioned, coming up uh, tonight in uh Baltimore at MT Bank Stadium. It is a battle in the NFC, uh, in the AFC North, I should say. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Come in to be more to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who will be dressed in all black uniforms under the primetime lights. Uh, again at M&T Bank Stadium and looking to rebound after choking up a big uh, lead against the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Kickoff right around 8-15 tonight at M&T Bank. Meanwhile, a game already underway in the NHL. They're playing overseas. The Ottawa Senators with a 1-0 lead over Detroit. Caps with the day off again today. Next up, The Columbus Blue Jackets come into Capital One Arena Saturday night. The Wiz with the night off after they took one on the chin to the Dallas Mavericks. And as we told you about earlier in the show, Pittsburgh Steelers special teams coordinator Danny Smith, former Redskins assistant, uh, actually has a torn rotator cuff uh, and will uh, require surgery, told us that he ripped it off the bone in a collision at the end of Sunday's win for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Green Bay Packers. And that's what's trending.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com
2: Alright, before we get to Paulie, did you see this story? Ferris State's coach Tony Anisi. A-N-N-E-S-E. Not familiar with him at all. Uh, but they are the defending champions in Division Two, And they're going to play a playoff game on Sunday, Saturday, without its coach because he's been suspended for players lighting cigars up in the locker room after winning the national title last year. He said, self-pity is the greatest form of self-destruction, so I just got to suck it up and be a big boy. Ferris State will play um, against uh, in-state rival Grand Valley State. It's a one-game playoff suspension announced by the NCAA earlier this year. He said, technically speaking, I can be at the game, just got to buy my own tickets. I don't know if that's a good idea. They had to pay. The school did a $2,500 fine and a $15,000-plus cleaning and repair expense bill to uh, the McKinney, Texas, school district, which is where they won the championship, which had a strict no-tobacco policy after winning the Division II championship. Kind of weird that you would suspend him for a year later, right for a playoff game when this happened last year?
3: yeah, that seems like it is a little bit too delayed, and I mean, I get finding I get all of that that makes sense. a suspension though i don't I don't really get that because usually with suspensions, you do something egregious. this is celebrating, you mean and, like Jim Harbaugh, yeah. This is celebrating in in a situation where everyone can legally do it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it inside a place you're not supposed to do it inside. Mm -hmm. Get fined for that. Have to pay the bill, everything. But a suspension from the playoffs for that? That's weird, right? That's absurd.
2: I mean, again, everything you just said there, correct. Pay the bill. You shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have allowed it. What have you. Pay the fine. Pay the bill. Do whatever you got to do to repair all that. Just... you want to suspend them, suspend them early in the year. To suspend them for a playoff game nearly a year later makes no sense at all. No sense at all. I mean, it's not like you didn't know if this happened. It's not like you just found out about it yesterday. By the way, what is up with championship-type teams from Michigan having their head coaches suspended left and right? Something
0: We're going to find out
2: tomorrow, maybe during the show, hopefully during the show, whether Harbaugh is going to be able to coach in College Park on Saturday. I mean, Michigan is going to... I, I mean, no offense. I know we're the flagship station for Maryland. I mean, Michigan's going to destroy the Terps. Or they should, anyway. They should. Destroy might be strong, but Michigan is going to bludgeon them. Okay? And and whether that's with Harbaugh or not. And we talked a couple of times this week. It's the chance for Michigan to get career art career history or program history win number 1000. And it would suck that Harbaugh has been such a big part of the Michigan Wolverines football program and its history might not be a part of that. But here's the bottom line. If you stop breaking the rules, like if I, if I, I'm trying to think of a, a, a comparison. Um, If I cursed on the air, and Matt, you weren't paying attention and didn't dump it, and it happened maybe more than one time, because maybe one time you might be able to get away with it, but if you weren't paying attention, you didn't dump it, and I repeatedly did it, what do you think would happen to us?
3: I think that we would have a situation like yesterday where CK just comes blaring into the uh, studios, like. Well, hey, to be fair, hey I,
2: I told him to come in. Oh, true. But, <laughs> he was just calling Nell Nell. But we would during, have a
3: situation where right. CK would come in and be like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to need you to get off air real quick.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically, we'd be suspended or we'd be fired. Yes. Okay? Probably fired because we don't have the leverage that Jim Harbaugh has or the cachet, but we'd probably, we, at minimum, we'd be suspended. Right? And nobody would feel bad for us. That's the job. That's the rules. Dems the rules. Nobody should feel bad for Jim Harbaugh if he can't be on the sideline on Saturday in College Park as they whoop up on Maryland. Nobody should be mad about it, sad about it, feeling a certain way. Stop. You did the punishment. or, or I mean, you, you allowed this to happen. It's pretty clear it happened. Boom. As far as Ferris State goes, and the reason why we're talking about this, and the story that I brought up, again, it's not that, oh, my God, egregious, like, how could you suspend the coach? You want to suspend the coach? Fine, whatever. Suspend the coach in September. Don't suspend him and fine them and charge them for the, you know, $16,000 for the cleaning bill a year later. That makes no sense. The Big Ten – Suspended Harbaugh last week and for the final three games of the regular season. Oh, by the way, just for games, not even for the whole week. So he's still able to do all the prep, still able to run practices, all that. It's not like they found out about this a year ago. For crying out loud, they just found out and they've just been accumulating evidence over the last couple of weeks. Oh, weird. Very weird. All right, let's get to to Paulie. Uh, who's been uh, waiting on hold here on the Ace Law listener lines? What's up, Polly? How are you, Polly? I
4: need
2: a verbal. Hi, Polly. What up, man? Polly. What up, Russell? Are you not paying attention?
5: Hey man, you just talking so damn much. I don't know what to pay attention to. It's called a
2: talk show, mm. Polly. I, yeah,
5: I have and, to and talk. Man, hey, hey man, come
2: up for some air, Paul. Okay. You know what I mean? jeez. Heesh. <laughs> hey, Matt. Did I, hang on a second, Paulie. Matt, did I not let you chime in, and and did we not have a little back and forth? I, I got to speak a little bit. Okay. Well, but well, little but a little bit. Why okay. Why
5: are you always crying? Why are you always crying, to Matt, to try to prove a point about?
4: Because man, I, because man, I have to correct man, the man, record,
2: got... Paulie. I have to correct the record. You say, "Well, come up for air. Let somebody else talk." I I I, I took yeah. a break. Yeah. I came up for Eric. Yeah, Matt had his say. <laughs>
5: See, yeah, you, you just like to
2: pick jump. on me when things aren't your way.
5: Let's, let's, no, whatever, man. You just go on and on and on, uh, and on. You're jumping on around. first of all. I don't know what you're talking about. So are we still talking about Eric Bieniemy and his past? Happy yes.
0: What, what do
2: you mean you don't know that? what we're talking? I okay. did a story that okay. I saw on ESPN. It was an interesting story, and I tied it into a big national story that has local ties this week, yeah. at least because Michigan's coming to College uh-huh. Park. What, I mean, what do what do you like? Okay. What do you mean? Are we jumping around? You can talk about whatever you want. We, we have an open door policy for the most part.
5: <gasps> are you all right, man? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Are start, so, so all like right, start this, talking so instead of being my head. program
2: director, Paulie. Otherwise, I'm going to have to gong I, your I, ass.
5: I, you want to gong me anyways, Paul? Anyways, man, look, Eric enemy. I'm kind of on, you know, I think me and you might be walking down the same tracks on this one, man. Listen, the fact that he's not running the ball is the problem. Well, and you said the Seattle the office was clicking. Uh, they started clicking in the fourth quarter. Why? Because they has four straight run plays. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was a se- it was a sequence where we went like three, four possessions in a row of punting the ball. You know what I mean? Three? I know I, I know it was at least three where we had to punt the ball. You know what I mean? And that's because he's not running the ball. And those possessions where you got to run the ball, it's not about balance. You know, it's like my man Tully said, it ain't just about balance, man. He said it was about keeping them off guard, and I, I feel the same way. It's about right. the mix. That's what that's what you mixed in that running game.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, just just to be fair for the record, at the end oh. of the second quarter, there was three straight possessions, three plays, and out, no first down, punt, punt, punt. Four punts in the first half. Okay, sandwiched around the field goal after the opening touchdown, and in the third quarter, it went field goal, uh, and then fumble, which they were moving the football pretty well to start that drive. And then punt before the fourth quarter, which was great. Just, just to clarify what what you, you're talking about.
5: And, and, and you said that that happened in the first half, and that's my point. Was yeah. why, you know, for the most part, in games we go through these lulls in the first half, and well, we only had nine points on the yep. board at the end of the first half yep. because the defense the defense has scouted you all week long, all season long. Now, so everybody in the league knows we want to throw the ball, so the defense is geared to stopping the pass. Because mm-hmm. they, they they figure that's your tendency. You're gonna you're in the shotgun. You're gonna throw the ball. You know what I mean. So the defense is geared to that. So it doesn't it, it doesn't it, it isn't until the enemy makes his second half adjustment adjustments, but you become to somewhere towards the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, which is okay. Now let's get some um, consecutive runs in here and mix it up, and it always seems to settle things down. And lo and behold, we start putting you know, some points on the board. But that's the that's that's where he's passing too much at. That's why we go through these lows. We have three or four possessions in a row. And they're wasted possessions, especially when you got a bad defense. They're very wasted possessions. You give a possession away. So he needs to start mixing in the run game more. And you got two two five backs and a rookie guy that you seem to like in the first five, six weeks of the season. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared out of the backfield mm-hmm. in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, but the whole point is, they got. It it's not like you don't have talent at that position. You know, I mean, okay, getting the ball in their hands, you know, out of the backfield, Paul is one thing. You know, what I mean, but like Marshall has said, it's called taking control of the line of scrimmage, it's putting your will against the defense, and you're not doing that when you're when you constantly on skates for most of the game, and the defense know you want to throw the ball too, so they are gearing up to stop the throw. So. I don't like his mix. You know, it, it might have worked well for Sam and putting him on a fast track in the passing game. Okay, okay, that's good. But come on, man, we need to. You know, we don't have a hundred yard rusher this season, Rubio. Not one of our running backs has a hundred yards, and we what ten games in? That's uh, it, it, that got to be unheard of for a team that has talent at the running back position. You know what I mean? So. That was my take on it, man. I appreciate you. Hail to the W. All
2: right. Thank you, Paulie. I appreciate uh, you actually agreeing with me. That's always uh, kind when you do. Listen, I, I, again, I understand that you want to be a progressive offense. I understand that you want to be a modern 2023 offense. I'm all in favor of that. I'm not asking them to even be 60-40, for God's sakes. I'm asking for a little bit more balance so that you can get some of the benefits that you get that you can't get in the short-passing game, the quick game, the the long-passing game, the all-passing game, the mostly-passing game. That's what I'm asking for. That's what I'm asking. for. That's all. And I truly believe, and as Paulie mentioned, When they started running the football, and I was tracking it, right? Uh, Let me open up my notebook here just so that I make sure that I give you guys uh, the right thing. In the first half, first and ten, plus two, up the middle. Um, First and ten, no game, Brian Robinson. Second and ten, plus six, Antonio Gibson. Second and seven, um, AG, nothing. Second and five, B-Rob, plus two. First and 10, this goes uh, now a little bit into the third quarter. First and 10, because they only ran the ball five times in the first half. First and 10, plus one, Brian Robinson. First and 10, Brian Robinson, plus five. Sam Howell, third and nine, plus two. Second and five, Howell on the 15-yard scramble. Again, it was a design pass play and great run, and he fumbles. But then in the fourth quarter, when they put the back-to-back touchdown drives together, 1st and 10 plus 15 to Brian Robinson. 1st and 10 plus 12 to Brian Robinson. 1st and 10 plus 5 to Antonio Gibson. I mean, again, it's somewhat smaller sample sizes, but we're trying to put together a premise here that you can be a little bit more balanced, a little less Throw, 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 and be more effective. That's the point. That's the point. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. We'll take a timeout. Come back for more of your calls. We will MILF into some um. No, whoa. Why, why don't you dump that? I don't know what I I I wanted to say something else, and I had something else on my mind. Uh, <laughs> we will get into some other things. Woo. Uh, speaking of getting suspended, uh, <laughs> sorry, sometimes things <laughs> don't, don't work in the brain very well. On uh, the Team 980 and the app. Uh 254 on the Team 980. Hey, been a long day so far. Hope you guys are having a good Thursday afternoon as we are. Um, one thing I just wanted to get to real quickly here in lieu of uh, not having enough time to get to a call that I haven't been able to get to just yet. The Deshaun Watson situation. Injuries happen. I admire the kid, young man, whatever. I guess he's not a kid. I admire him for fighting through a high ankle sprain and a new shoulder injury and whatnot. I feel bad that he's out. You know what? I don't feel bad for in any way, shape, or form? The Cleveland Browns. I don't feel bad for them in any way. They have a playoff team. They have an awesome defense. They really didn't blink after losing... um, What's his name? Earlier in the year, the running back that killed my fantasy team. Like, here's the deal. You can't trade away Josh Dobbs after you traded him or after you let him go last year. You can't trade him away again this year. At the end of camp, thinking Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to be your backup quarterback... And going to be able to lead a playoff contending team. If you thought you were a playoff contending team, if something happened to Deshaun Watson. See, that's the dumb move. Like, you didn't get enough for Josh Dobbs to expose yourself in this form. And now you're screwed. Now you're screwed. And you deserve to be screwed. And here's the other thing. Maybe, just maybe, all of us were right when they paid Deshaun Watson $235 million fully guaranteed while still facing a large NFL suspension, which turned out to be larger than I thought it would be, and trading three first-round picks for him. Maybe you should have thought about that before you made that commitment. The Cleveland Browns deserve to lose every single game for the rest of the year. Because they have botched this a thousand ways to Sunday. 257, Team 980, your calls coming straight up. Talk about that. I want to get into Lamar Jackson. I want to get into some more stuff in the final hour. Of the Showgram here on a Thursday afternoon on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.